Hey there, you're listening to Women to Women Podcast with Gina and Jade. Hey everyone, welcome back to Women to Women. Um, this is Jade, obviously. So in honor of National Daughter Day, Gina and I thought it would be a good idea to do an episode with our moms each. So after you hear my voice with my own mother, you also have a second episode to just kind of listen to Gina and her mom talk about what they talk about. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce everybody to my mom, Jennifer. Hey. <laughs> if our audio sounds a little crazy, it's because we're sharing one mic and um, yeah, it's just a little, a little challenging, a little difficult to be back and forth and obviously have good enough audio for you guys to understand and hear us like clear as day. But yeah. So anyways, how's it going, mom? How are you? I'm doing well. In fact, this isn't the first time there's something big and black in front of my face. <laughs> I guess she's going to just start off right off the rip. I'm praying for us all. Um, now I lost my fucking train of thought. I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Um, We're speaking about daughters and honoring our daughters for national daughter day that doesn't help <laughs> that didn't help me at all um so we don't have like a a set topic today but there's a few things that we wanted to kind of go over um just i guess day in the life of my mom and how she operates and how her life is going as you know she progresses in age and whatever it's called aging gracefully and it means that you're blessed. Um, I'm going to channel Courtney Kardashian right now. Um, but yes, not just a day in the life. You can see me on my reels, Instagram, glampig19. However, Jade and I always get in in-depth convos because she's a Libra and mother is a Scorpio. So we go in really deep in the deep waters. And we've had a couple of topics, of course, over the years about how people um, react, respond, and how we interact with children or other adults that get on our nerves, like family members or siblings or um, so-and-so's girlfriend. (laughs) That's true. Um, Just for a little backstory, my mom, how old, were, how old were you when you had me? I was 17 and I turned 18 the next month. And so my mom has two kids, which is me and my brother, obviously. And then um, you're not married. So how's that for you? It's actually fabulous. I don't want that handcuff on my beautiful wrists. So it's the world's tiniest handcuff. So um, anyways, <laughs> um. Do you feel like there's like this, do you feel like people judge you ever because you're, you know, your friends are all married and stuff, but you're not? Um, I mean, I'm sure they do, but that would probably be their own projections because I'm confident in being a single woman. Uh, there's so many men, so little time. So I, for one, am proud to be single. And I'm honestly not even that good at relationships because as you know, I don't have a really great track record and I don't really know how to pick them. So I'm strict staying away. I've stayed away for about a good five years to 
find myself, be with myself, show myself self-love. And when um, that person walks in, um, I'll be ready. But right now, I'm not even close, nor do I ever care about it. I don't even know if I'm the marrying type. But if you are, which you are, kudos oh. to you. And I suppose, but here's the thing. How many weddings have I planned or been in? Tons, tons, ladies. But as for my own, nah. You know what's so funny is out of all the weddings that you plan, there's always some like family ash drama going on behind the scenes. But you still pull the wedding out of your ass to make it like what they want. You know what I mean? So it's so interesting. But speaking of projecting, that seems to happen a lot these days. Mm-hmm. Tell me your experiences with that. Huh. Well, let's take a look at maybe last week um i noticed that um we had a little cousin of ours over (laughs) she said a little quote and i was kind of like dumbfounded like huh and her little quote was you get what you get and you don't and you don't have a fit you don't throw a fit. You don't throw a fit, yeah. And I was like, um, first of all, my mom throws fits whenever she wants. Two, I get what I want. Uh, no one's going to tell me. But then, but then again, here I am, damn near 45 years old, getting all triggered by one little five-year-old. <laughs> and she was well, she's, she's sweet. And she has like the biggest eyes. And she was just, and I was like, what does that mean? Um and I said, you know, you don't really, around here, that doesn't matter. You can have whatever you want around here. That's how I felt. But I guess because growing up, it was just me and my brother. So there wasn't like a lot of children, even though I had, was around a lot of my cousins. And sure, we split a whole can of potted meat one time at the HB pool. But other than that, if I wanted something, uh, I would get it. So I, I believe, and of course the universe does too, that you should have what you want. You deserve to get whatever you want. And um, so I was like, girl, if you want a blue popsicle, just say that. <laughs> Shout out to you, Mariana. Uh-huh. She's all, fuck you. <laughs> I wish she didn't even tell me bye. <laughs> She's all, not this bitch. <laughs> She's all, fuck this. But yeah, anyway, I fell asleep on the couch. Blah, 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 blah. But anyway, yeah. Um, so I was kind of like, projecting my own thing and I thought here I am triggered but it's really about me um thinking like no you can have whatever you want and I don't want her to have a any children to have a limiting belief that they can't have this or they can't have that because they can't have whatever you want um it's the American way (laughs) you know I feel like um me and my mom when I first had Kaylee which is my oldest She's seven now, but when I first had her, our our parenting styles were so different. Obviously, because I was a first-time mom, but um, I just, like, I was raised, like, you get spanked if you do something bad, whereas my mom's not a spanker. Like, my grandma raised me, so she was very, like, much disciplinarian type style, whereas my mom's, like, she doesn't give a shit. You do what you want. It's whatever. Like, be happy, your kid type deal. I mean, I was an original crunchy mom. Uh what (laughs) original crunchy mom have you do you know what a crunchy mom is (laughs) 
ladies, look it up because I discovered it the other day on TikTok. But um, it's like a neo hippie kind of mom. But honestly, it's kind of like fight crunchy. Crunchy. Look that shit. Google that shit right now. It's called crunchy mom. In fact, I was such I was such a, a little piggy last night, and that's my uh, alias glam pig. Was that when I was reading about crunchy moms, I was like, mm, maybe I'll go get some peanut butter, and that's exactly what I went to go do was get some peanut butter and apples. Uh, some apple and peanut butters whatever um but anyway so yeah i did not raise jd hands Girl, on. you are not a crunchy mom <laughs> you got me fucked up uh i started before these hoes even knew what it was so girl you don't even cook uh girl yes i do okay love y'all okay it says a crunchy mom is a member of an increasingly growing group of moms who are neo-hippies, whatever the fuck that means, and says they generally believe for varying reasons that there is something bad or less beneficial about buying mainstream products or doing other common activities in the mainstream way. You might be a crunchy mom if you bake all your own bread, which you don't, make uh, your own jam, jelly your pickles, uh, applesauce, etc., which you don't, uh, <laughs> give birth at home by choice hell no exactly prefer to teach your children yourself at home instead of letting the public or private schools do it for you well Grow your gordy own. could stay home whenever he wants and that's why he is the way he is <laughs> gordy is her baby brother um it says grow your own food as much as possible <laughs> and buy the rest at farmers markets well it, it's also to me sounds a little privileged because when i was looking it up it's like okay but who so, <laughs> who uh funds your lifestyle ma'am because i honestly really didn't know it sounds like they're just like oh no no off no. the grid no they they don't wear bras or shoes they don't use shampoo or soap okay that's not me either had your placenta chopped up for an antidepressant pill or a smoothie you know i actually mm -hmm. wanted to do that but i didn't find out about that till after i had to leave that's interesting uh no but there some of the ladies that i have was looking up it's like they have nice things so it's like some of them like they keep their kids at home with them so i was like yeah excuse me who's funding your lifestyle because uh, some of them have husbands that are working in capitalistic society but um you know no I, I i was on tiktok looking at that the other day and i was just like one mom was like you know you can opt you can look at your um school district's policy and opt out of homework i saw that i thought yeah. hmm, that's interesting yeah and i was like where was this when i was in school <laughs> but um yeah although i do enjoy homework with the, with the glam babies maybe not so much with gordy all the time um i would do his homework sometimes just kidding but, but she's um, really not but not really just only a little bit however i think it's good to have a good connection with the principals and um of course the counselors and whoever is in charge of the grades because um it's important to establish that connection so when she goes left i mean hey i brought you a bag of cookies the other day you're not gonna fail him are you <laughs> mom has these are fucking burnt <laughs> um so yes i'm not Susie homemaker but I love semi-homemade type shit. And the less I can cook, the better. It's not, I mean, I like cooking, but girl, like I have other things to do. So, but I do want to learn how to cook certain other things. That I, like I saw another TikTok, which is like Mexican mom cooking. Mm, I love that shit so much. So. Anyways, back to projecting. <laughs> um, what, how did, 
how do you, okay, you said that you felt like it correlates to you because of like your upbringing, like pretty much getting whatever you want, right? Uh, yes, but um, that's, that's not, what I'm saying is like for somebody to tell her, you just get what you get. And yes, I got things, but there was always a fucking asshole adult that had something to fucking say to me as a child that would piss me off. Uh, and it's like, why would you say that to a child? They don't know. I didn't know anything. How dare you tell me that you piece of shit? I'm going to go tell my grandfather. But um, but there would be projecting that. And I meant like other adults saying shit to me when I was a uh, little. And, and so, I mean, I got shit on a lot by these asshole adults. So what you see is what you get now <laughs> but but also it's like i don't um believe in being ugly to kids unless they're real little assholes no, just kidding um but, She's really not. <laughs> but i mean on on um i don't believe in spanking kids um i don't believe in yelling or getting all like eh. like what you tell he's gonna say something opposite which i don't know what that boy's talking about because he grew up like in luxury but whatever um so I think that's what I meant by projecting is other adults projecting on me as a child. And so I just didn't like that for Madiana. Like, no, Madiana, you can have whatever you want. Don't let anybody tell you. Who the fuck told her that? And I, I, I like, yeah. no, I don't think you, I think, um, I think it was someone else. I don't think it was Maris, um, but I'll have to do some research on for the second episode. Uh, oh stay tuned. Um, I mean, I, I can understand the same if there's multiple kids, because with the child in question she does have multiple siblings and then she also has her step siblings so it's like you know i, I mean i get it for a big family but mm -hmm. whereas i have three kids so it's kind of like i'll give them the choice of what they want from mcdonald's they pick their own snacks type deal like mm -hmm. it's fine i want them to be happy or whatever so i i mean i guess it just depends on the situation of mm -hmm. children like being limited i kind of feel like it goes um like with the whole gentle parenting thing, like if if you're like a impoverished family, you're not gonna be able to gentle parent because if like the example I saw was like if they spilled a box of cereal trying to pour it themselves, you're gonna be pissed because that's the only cereal you had and you can't afford to get another box by the end of the week type deal. Whereas like a well-to-do family is like it's fine, spill the whole fucking box of cereal, we'll just buy another one at the store on the way to fucking yoga or some shit. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I mean it just depends, I guess. Poor thing. Well, do you think that that is gentle parenting? Because I think, honestly, I wouldn't let a child pour cereal. Because, you know, I see these things sometimes like, oh, the kid did this and that. And it's like, you know, I didn't have that fucking problem with you or your. And still, I raised you only to like maybe two, but I still saw you and supported financially. But um, I would never have you pour your own cereal or anything like that. But then again, was I creating codependency by not allowing you to pour your own cereal or your brother or, you know, as he, as y'all got older, sure. But y'all were never the kind to like make a mess or be all fucking stupid. Oh, I hate when I see that shit. I'm no, just kidding. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's more of that um, Montessori type learning where mm -hmm. it's more hands-on and you learn by doing. I also just mm -hmm. learned that that was actually a style for poor people, like mm -hmm. having the beds on the floor because poor people couldn't afford like bed rails and things. So they would put like my bed is now. Shit. <laughs> um, so that's all because the frame broke. Uh huh. But um, so yeah, they would have their beds on the floor and like they would just learn 
they would teach the kids um like how to do things like that but you know privileged people were like oh let's make it cute and make these 400 dollars little wooden bed frames to go around it for the floor and let's do all this other stuff um when it's not really there's like such a deeper meaning to that that teaching style um Mm -hmm. that i don't think people realize but i love that type of style i feel like it's good to let the kids do it on their own because i i know too many kids who are coddled who don't even know how to fucking put on lotion yet like and you're eight like that's not that's not okay you know like who's teaching them who's going to teach them these things they they don't know and then when some of a regular or i don't want to say regular but another adult not within the family is like hey you know get yourself dressed or like how do i do that so i just don't want that for my kids i want to make sure that i'm giving them the at least the foundation to know like what to do if they need to do it does that make sense yes and sometimes we still can do that as parents i mean i used to rub your brother's feet all the time with lotion and now he doesn't put lotion on his feet anymore i mean i don't know (laughs) i feel like it's just it's um it's preference but i also think like i don't know what i feel like we talked about something like as a woman doing something to another woman Right, like a while back, didn't we have a conversation about something like that? Well, oh, well, actually, I think we spoke about how women are, you know, they have their partners and how their partners have other children that they really don't fuck with. And the woman just like, these are our kids, that's our family, kind of like disregards that first family or doesn't even um, connect. And it's kind of like, as a woman, how could you do that to someone else's child uh, or a child? Or how can you say you love a man and then you don't even fully accept his other children? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're talking about something like that because a lot of women make these pass like they these um, passes. Of it. It's just kind of like, okay, it's a, a pass to get away with it. And and then it falls on the woman like oh well she's a bitter baby mama or she's an ex or it's like girl she don't give a shit about that he has a duty to fulfill he has a responsibility so i mean if he's not there's always younger hotter guys out there with bigger wings and bigger wallets because that's what really counts is big wallet girls forget about anything else uh, that will help and be a part of uh, their lives and take care of their families and be a real father towards um that child than the uh, biological father sometimes and how women can allow that but you call yourself a woman and you're supportive and but yet there's always some kid in the background somewhere that no one talks about it's sad sad but it's kind of like what what's what's the deeper to cause what causes that how did it get to that and i feel like it's out of that whole out of sight out of mind yeah did they ever have the conversation or is it too painful um to go back because it, it's it's a lot of healing and as you know i believe in healing very much <laughs> um but there's so much um well i think we talked about like generational trauma and how there's so it's and it's different between the generations even my generation i didn't even realize myself a lot of things that i was doing and it was just like a something that my upbringing i was programmed to think or believe or think this way like oh you have to 
do A, B, and C. And you're like, actually, mom, you don't have to do that. You know, it's actually um, toxic to your well-being. It's not very healthy. It's crossing boundaries. And I honestly didn't realize that thing till, I mean, I was, you know, in the hospital having a, almost a freaking stroke. So, but every generation's different. And um, I think for my generation, um, we, a lot of times we're left by ourselves to figure it out. Um, one thing, a pet peeve that I can't stand when I hear people say like, well, nobody told me like, yeah, dude. So if you didn't like how that felt, why would you do that to someone you love? Like your own child, your, especially your own child, like just teach them. Um, and then is there some kind of ego and uh, having the child, you know, like it's all about, oh, me, me and my child, my child, but it's kind of like, what do you mean? People having children just to be for attention, you know, they, they, they do it or as I've always heard in the past, like, well, she got pregnant to keep him. And it's like, girl, he's the one that has the gun. He's the one shooting the gun, if you know what I'm saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always a lot of blame on a woman, too, when it's like the woman is the one who has to carry the baby. The woman, you know, whether they want to or not, uh, they carry the baby or if they make a decision or whatever. But there's so much pressure or a woman, but the men are the ones that carry the loaded gun. You know what I'm saying? They're the ones shooting the bullets, and um, it's just too much. It's just a lot of pressure for women. Not saying that men don't ever have pressure, but yeah, right. <laughs> well, I know. Okay, I know we're kind of like all over the place, but so now we move on to generation. Sorry, operations. guys, because it's my ADHD. Sorry, <laughs> but um. Do you feel like you've broken any, like yourself? Um, maybe not yet. I would. I feel if anyone's going to break the curse, any curses or or traumatic experience would be my children, like you or your brother, or my grandchildren. I think the only thing I've done that might have been a generational curse is not staying with someone just to say you have a man. Um, you know, I had. You know that I had a very toxic and um, very volatile relationship uh, in the past. And I chose to walk away unscathed. I made it out alive, thank God, barely. Um, But also there was so many wounds from that. Um, But being able to be brave and say, you know, I don't need this shit just so I can say I'm not lonely, but you are lonely because all the dumb shit the other person does, I mean, you're by yourself in the struggle. They're not, if they were a really good, strong partner, you wouldn't even feel that way. So um, sometimes in past generations, it's like, you know, you stay with them. Uh, it's in for the long haul. Uh, we don't believe in divorce and all that shit, but uh, yeah, right. Like you have the right and the power to get up and walk away and it's painful and it hurts, but we're not doing that anymore. It's 2022 and girl, we're, 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 we're being loving queens to ourselves. I mean, I stand a good loving queen. Ah. <laughs> um, well, I've said it before, like, I, I feel like you're the epitome of a gentle parent because I, you have so much patience and I feel like, oops, sorry, I feel like none of my friends 
parents are like that where they're like calm and they're not yelling and all over the place like um and they really like take the time to build those bonds with their kids and with other children that they love and stuff mm -hmm. um so i feel like well don't you feel like that's a good that's something good or do you not really recognize that as gentle parenting well, um, no, well, thank you for, I mean, I can't believe I'm getting a compliment today, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, well, thank you. Cause I, I want to say that honestly, um, there are times when my own parents were, you know, because I could be a, a shithead little kid myself would get upset. There's no manual that comes for, with parenting, but, um, my parents, you know, grandma and grandpa could be very, were very progressive in the um, 80s and 90s where they would do things that are like okay and prop i know people would tell them shit and give them a lot of shit for things but they were very chill with a lot of things too with me and and rob so maybe i learned some of that from them because sure there are things that they would do like oh shit but i never got spanked ever i did have to get a knock on the head one time from my deal but he said, you know, you got to take them for the team every once in a while. And I was like, hell no, but I guess I'll take the hit. Um, but also I was careful to be a manipulative little girl and not get caught doing anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, because I don't like yelling. I, I think it just doesn't help the situation. I'm not saying I've never yelled at anybody. I have patience with children. Adults are another story. But, um, but definitely with children, like there's, they don't, know anything yet they're still developing and sometimes it's annoying because there's women like my age that they'll I've heard them say something about their own child and it's like girl you still do the same thing with your own mom how are you gonna how are you gonna say something about them you know but um there's no manual that comes with it so it's just it's it really disheartens me to hear anything of course bad happened to any children and it could have been avoided um and it just really irks me in a whole nother way because children, I mean, they're, they're precious little angels. They all are. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not their fault. It's their surrounding. It's their environment. It's some, you know, asshole that hasn't dealt with his own trauma that projects it on the child. Um, and also being protective of who you have around the children. That's something that I think, um, my family has grown to be a little bit smarter about like they're not just letting anyone around anymore and i think that's very important for any parent to remember uh, because it, it's so sad things that happen to children and the assholes that come around they they, they don't need to come around um anymore and i think that our family has grown into being better at that and so in 2022, we're really not trying to have toxic relationships. I mean, I wish there was a camera on me because teen pregnancy doesn't have shit on me. Oh, teen mom, these bitches aren't shit. You should have seen me and your dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, let's, while we're on the subject, let's get into that. Because, okay, I know y'all can't see my mom, but she is Hispanic. And my, I don't want to call him my dad, but like my sperm donor is african-american so well i didn't go to no sperm bank let's just say that <laughs> okay you can keep the comments to yourself <laughs> um 
but how how is it for you like raising a biracial child um well part of the best thing was having the connection with grandma with miss mildred because um i feel like i couldn't i could raise you in a hispanic way but i have no idea how to raise in a black african-american way because i'm not black or african-american and there's some things that only um african-americans know that i i could i would never or i could never do that because i'm not do i love everything and everything black culture from music and uh, art and anything i love um but also having that connection with um with grandma especially doing things like hair or teaching me about certain things not that i was like the best at it but at least i could attempt or do have a better idea even though we talked about how like maybe pink lotion wasn't the best for your hair back then or how your hair might have been damaged but that's something that um grandma was able to help or like just big in faith in black churches like taking you to church i don't know how your experience was if you liked it or you didn't i know you have like one or two friends that you made <laughs> but um still i think it was important to connect and not only with her of course the, the rest of the family but it, it, in any way whether it's black hispanic white cultures um it's all love and if there's not love there whatever the other culture is then just get away from it if they're not going to be loving and i we were very blessed because we did have um grandma and she was a savior she was um she was just all around good so and and it wasn't always easy because i feel like she was my baby mama you know like everything we discussed but we could discuss it um course dad did whatever he was going to do so but she, her and I kept up the communications her and I kept up like okay let me send you some money um her and I kept up like pictures or the birthday parties that was her and her and I that would do it um but for the most part she did mostly everything because you were with her uh taking you to school you know doing your hair taking you a bath all the things that moms are supposed to do um which is, for me uh, there's still some things that i would love to do but we just do them as we're going now like the love i have for writing and books and i know you like writing and you like reading too and books uh fashion which miss mildred always liked fashion too so we love stuff like that too things that are fashionable i know we don't have the same taste in movies but we'll get there you mean you'll <laughs> adapt to my taste? Because uh, my taste is oh, super here we go. Okay, roll bounce or whatever the fuck that is. That is a No thanks. <laughs> Shad Moss can act his ass off. Uh, uh, no comment. However, maybe you can finally sit and watch Boys in the Hood with me and maybe you'll understand that. I've seen Boys <laughs> in the Hood, so... Yes, but there's also tons of other movies you have not seen that you definitely need to see or figures that these 
iconic figures in culture that you should know. But then again, I'm, I'm a pop culture queen. So that's why I love all these things. And I know you are in a sense, but still there's, we have our differences. Whereas maybe that's where I have more in common with Gordy. I mean, Jared, her brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, do you feel like, would you ever want more kids? Fuck no. <laughs> Sad. Honestly, I never had dreams of being a mother. I never uh, thought I was going to be a mother. Um, I was, I know some women have the idea like, I just want to be a mother. Bitch, not me. Bitch, I have plans to go do this and this and this. But I told myself as soon as I had my children or as soon as I found out I was pregnant, never ever treat them um, ugly or thinking like, oh, they ruined my life because that's not the point. In fact, my life started with you. <laughs> but no, um, I did not want more children. Um, these assholes were like, yeah, I would like another child. And it's like, uh, get the fuck out of here. There's no fucking way um, I would ever do it on purpose. You had um, natural births? You had C-sections? Uh, both natural. It's natural. How could you say, ew, let's not body shame. Is that body shaming though? I mean, what are you ewing to? That my vag just naturally opens? Okay. <laughs> you can just, um, take it down a bit. Anyways, so um okay, hold on. What's what's next on your list? We did write down some topics. Okay, so but... we did we did talk about like um well when we're talking about like generation stuff, uh generational things, one thing I thought was really interesting that I feel from um, the generation before you. So I don't know if that's millennials or Gen X or what I it is. I was a millennial. Okay, so you're a millennial. But so you, I would say you and like, would, like Ju Julian and them, are they all millennials too? I would think so. I don't know. Well, what's your What's your generation? I'm Gen X, the best generation. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm a Gen Xer. So I think after that is a Gen... Z, Gen Y. I thought it was, I thought Gen Z was after me. I always thought like maybe you were a Gen Z. I don't know why I thought Jillian was a millennial. Or maybe you're just a, you're a millennial. Okay, I'm going to look it up because it's going to hurt me. I've never known either. Because, okay, uh, in our family, we have uh, a, just like any Hispanic family, a shitload of cousins. So I have a lot of little cousins, but that grew up when Jade grew up because I was an older cousin. So she grew up around her other cousins. They're, they're her older cousins, but they're my little baby cousins. And I guess they would be millennials because um, they were born like in 1990, 1991, 92. Okay, so baby boomers are 1946 to 1965. 
I know you guys don't know who Pedro is, but anyway. I was just going to say, she's naming my cousin, <laughs> so try to follow the bouncing ball. Sorry. Um, but anyway, that the, the millennial generation, I feel like other millennials that I've spoke with before about just things and then life that um, we spoke about how one of our other cousins shared that her child, who was like Kaylee's age, um, they don't like to fail. And, and then again, who does like to fail, right? But it's like, if they fail, it's a it's a whole big thing and, and it's hard for them to process or handle. And, um, and that's okay. But I think it's okay to fail also. Like it's okay to teach like, yeah, things are gonna, things are gonna get messy and get long and because that's life. Um, but also she experienced that with her own self that she, did not want to be a failure because she didn't want to disappoint you know her her mother mm-hmm. and it's like you know in our in in my generation i mean we didn't want to disappoint our parents excuse me but we also like hey this is how the fuck it is you all left us by ourselves <laughs> <laughs> you left us to our own devices um but they had to because they were working and doing their shit. And then it's like, you know, they had to have, you know, to pay the bills and put the food on the table. Whereas uh, I think, and they had to do that, of course, for the millennials as well. But there was a fear of like not wanting to disappoint. And as soon as that first quote unquote failure came, it was just really hard. And um, it would be nice to let kids know like it's okay if you i'm not saying like you gotta fuck up all the time but if you're gonna fuck up every once in a while it's gonna happen that's life it's not gonna be perfect because if it was perfect i mean we wouldn't be human you know yeah i'm getting that tattooed on my arm wow <laughs> i'm so anti-tattoos i know i love tattoos just not on me i mean would you put a bumper sticker on a porsche i don't think so of course <laughs> i would well I just, for one, I love tattoos and I think they're beautiful, but as on my body, I would look so stupid. <laughs> but if I were to ever get one, it would be, guess what? Take a guess. Can you fuck you pay me? Yes. And a little baby scorpion because I'm a Scorpio or a little pig snout. <laughs> a little baby, like a cute little emoji pig snout. Or one like Popeye's Avenger from Blood and Blood. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay, so before we start wrapping up, is there any like advice or anything that you would tell to women your age or women in your generation? Yes, I would say um, nobody wants to work. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would say to um, really focus on some self-love, no matter what age, but um, there are a lot of other women like me who have, I mean, they've gone through a bunch of shit, but yet they're still here trucking, still here um, moving forward. And I think to be gentle to yourself and give yourself love and um be very gentle about, hey, I didn't know that. I was just a fucking kid. So now that I know better, uh, I can do better. But if you don't know, you know, you yeah, you can do. I'm, I always give a break to people that are young because they're young. They don't know. So give them a fucking break. But 
Bitch, when you're my age and you're still fucking doing dumb shit, now that's a fucking problem. Um, but then again, everyone learns on their own timeline. I think that it's just important to be mindful also of how the younger generation does it and how other, that's how they do it. And that's none of your damn business anyway. So just leave it alone because there are some, so many young, bright individuals that sometimes I just flow better energy with the youngsters, I guess, because I'm young at heart. <laughs> but you know me, I'm the Viaja Whisperer too. The Viajas love me and I get along with Viajas very well, don't I? Do you? Hello? Your mom? My mom's not Viaja. Yeah. Mm. Uh, shout out to Janie, my mom. Do not be friends with her on Facebook because she will come for you all the time. <laughs> that's for another episode but i think it's also like just let the young um woman discover her stuff stop being so fucking judgmental that's i would say that stop being so judgmental on yourself and other women around you because everyone else is on their own journey and it's a lot of work to be a woman so thank you (laughs) do you have any advice for girls who are young moms Yes, honey. Um, Know that you're powerful. Know that just take a step back and ask for help because there are people that are willing to help you. And don't feel like you have to do everything all at once because you don't. Just be patient with yourself first and foremost. And don't fucking stress yourself. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I I was thinking about all the prep because as you know, I journal. Uh, when I journal, I was, I look back at some of my journals and I'm not going to throw them away. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Um, I look at like how much pressure I put on myself or all these, it was just internal, wasted so much time, energy and effort, just putting myself on the cross. And it's like, no, don't do that. You, what did you do? The worst thing you, it's not even anything bad. You just had two beautiful babies, but coming up, it was like a, a fucking like death one like oh god she's pregnant that's it that's your life and it's like actually it's not um it's not but i felt so much shame um and so much um embarrassment and i shouldn't have i shouldn't have felt like that at all but society uh, would make you or would you know people would project that to like oh your life's over you're not gonna have this and that or I was like, oh my gosh, she has two kids. Yes, now everyone else has more kids than I do. So whatever the fuck. I stayed with two kids and that's it. One boy, one girl. Uh, but I got a lot of shit for it too, you know? And um, I was also like, oh my God, so am I going to be, I'm going to be a single mom. I don't have the fucking time to worry about if we're in a relationship or we're not. We're not really anyway. I'm just having fucking fun. But I don't have the time. I got to make sure that the children are fed or clothed or anything that a mom has to do. So please don't put too much pressure on yourself. Know that there's no perfect parent out there. And also the need to control everything the kid does, throw that shit out the window. Call me crazy if you want. You won't be the first. Because it's just too much. The child is not meant to be controlled. They're not a machine. They're meant to be loved and um, and heard and, and listened to. And I think that's one thing that is not going on. It's like, what would you tell the people of whatever? It's like, you know, actually, I probably wouldn't tell them shit. I would probably just shut the fuck up and listen. 
because that's something else that we don't do to each other either is listen. Um, listen to what my daughter's saying. My son would probably argue and say, oh, mom, but honestly, just listening, because sometimes that's all it takes is someone just to listen to what you're going through. And, um, and moms, please just, you know, connect with somebody, stay with your friends that, that do listen or your, your family that do, because there are a lot of good people out there that will, and they've been through it and they won't judge. And I think that's where we lose those connections because there's judging and um, regret and pain and that's life, but it can be worked through. And it's a journey that's done um, one day at a time. <laughs> um. So in honor of National Daughter Day, I let you guys listen to my mother talk for probably about 45 minutes. Already? Oh my God. Yeah, I think so. Maybe a little over 30. But um, as a daughter, it's your it's your responsibility to, you know, be there for your mom, support your mom, especially as a woman. Who knows what you've gone through more than your mom has? So, you know, take it easy on her. Be nice to her like I always am to my mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Support her, carry her on your mm -hmm. back and stuff. Oh, and, my uh, God. Yeah. Our moms are our best friend. Well, my mom's my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I, my mom, I know she doesn't like when uh, moms say that about their daughters and shit, but she's my well, best no, friend. No, no. I don't like when they say it and it's like a little girl. And it's like, how the fuck she can be your best friend? She don't even know you really. Uh, but as an adult woman, no, definitely. I mean, De you're definitely one of my best friends as well i'm probably your bestest friend probably so okay then let's well, not settle now um <laughs> you know send mom send your daughter's text if you know for the older moms and daughters you can still send your mom text too just let her know you love her let her know you're thinking about her and let her know you're thankful for all she's done unless she fucking abandoned you or something mm -hmm. then fuck her but um, we'll work through the trauma doll work yeah. through the trauma so anyways, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please let us know if you're going to want a part two. That way we can get that up and running for you. And the next voices you hear will be of Gina and her moms. Have a great week, guys. Bye. <laughs>